Welcome back to the Boys 161st Street, episode 128. Today is May 31st, Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day to everybody. Not to the Yankees. The Yankees stink. The Yankees dropped five of the last six, and they get swept by the Tigers. And they got a nice four-game series against the Rays coming up, and then a three-game series against Boston coming up shortly after that. Both home, but it doesn't matter because this team stinks. <laughs> Our, today you're joined by... Myself, Luke, as always, I'm joined by Chandler and Murphy today. Chandler got a new dog. We did miss the last episode because we had technical difficulties. We figured it out. And yeah, we got a, Chandler just has a life update for you. You got a dog. Yeah, that's about it. That's, that's life, the only update. life update that's happened since the last time I saw you. Not that, been, not that crazy of a deal, but you know, it's cool. It's kind of something positive outside of watching the fucking Yankees every day. So. Makes it a little less miserable. A little less miserable. Murph, how you doing? Good. Hang Good. In there. Yeah. Yankees stink. I've been uh, how's not the new able job? to watch any of the last like six games, which I guess isn't a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. When the team's playing like this, it's not a bad thing. But we actually have a lot to talk about, considering we did miss the episode talking about the uh, Blue Jays series. Not really that entertaining. We almost got swept by them. Also, um, <clears throat> the one game that we did win, I did go to. And it's funny that I was going to tell this story last episode, but I guess I'll tell it now that I was with a bunch of my friends at the game. I had a beer in my hand and Gary gets up to the plate and I'm like, oh my God, to my friend, if Gary gets a home run here, I will chug an entire beer right now, like a tall boy and this one, I'll finish this one, buy a new one, chug that one. What does Gary do immediately after that? Hits a nuke to center field. I am upset. I had to chug the beer. I almost threw up and that was not a good start to the game for me. Oh, not start to the game. That was actually a big home run, too. That put us up by one in the only game out of the last six that we ended up winning. So, good for Gary. Uh, that is the only... There's like two... Uh, we're going to do hot or not, and there's like two, maybe, that even apply. I wrote these down before last episode, and we did some updates, you know, since more games happened. But, more honestly, the updates were that just we just took a bunch of the hots out, because so, nobody else is hot, but... If you want to get into the hots real quick, now let's just let's just keep shitting on the Yankees real quick, and then we'll we'll get into it in a bit. But just what's what's going on? What's going on with this fucking team? No, it's like every time they have a good series, like they sweep the White Sox, and we're thinking everybody's fully back, and then they just come and put this together. And it's not even like I mean, it's not shocking. We kind of all saw the writing on the wall. Winning every game two zero isn't a sustainable way to be successful. And especially when you have a rotation full of injury-prone guys, and those have reared their ugly heads since the last time we talked. But, you know, that's not a sustainable way of winning games. And now that you've played people that actually are putting the ball in play and getting hits and scoring more than one or two runs, it's showed up, and it's fucking disgusting. Horrible, horrible, horrible stretch of games. Dude, I feel like every time we just look at the box score, and it's just not even one or two runs, but it's it's it's... It's not even that we're getting unlucky. It's that there's one or two hits and like there's you don't you don't see anybody having multi-hit games aside from that one game that Odor had four and then the very next game he follows it up with like four Ks and it's just like nobody can get hot. This whole segment of hot or not may just be become the not segment because that's what this team is. 
It's literally just you're good or you're not. Like Judge is hitting above 300. He's just good. And then everybody else is just hitting 260, and they're just a little worse than normal. And I would then fucking there's like the Clint Frazier of the world who are ice cold. I Although would sell my it. fucking right arm to have this team hitting 260. Like, I feel like every person outside of Judge Glaber and Geo is hitting like 200. Well, yeah, but Judge Glaber, Geo, and Stanton are all, I think, within like five points of each other in the 260. Well, Stanton is. I don't know what the fuck that was against the Tigers. I watched. I mean, he did just come back, so you have to be. You're a major league baseball player for ten years. See the ball better than striking out on a ball that hits the fucking grass. That's all I'm asking. Dude, I don't don't know. I mean, I expected him. Everybody who's come back have has anybody come back and just been back to normal? Like you see when Voigt came back, and yeah, but Glaber came back from like a day or two off though. Like Stan comes back from a legitimate injury, or as legitimate as I'll call it. And he's going to do that. He's gonna, obviously this is obvious. We've seen this before. Voigt came back, didn't really do the best, got sent back down to the fucking IL, and it's just, I, honestly, let's not even do hot or not because there's not really much to talk about. We'll just talk about the things that I was going to talk about, and mainly the offense is what I was going to talk about because this season they have a two twenty nine batting average, three sixteen OBP, ninety six weighted runs created plus. They've scored. Three runs or fewer in 29 games. I think that's either a 9 or a 1, but if, uh, I'll err on the side of that being a 9 because I've seen some bad baseball. That's over half the games. That's well, and they're the, the yo, they're the only team. They're the only team to do it other than the Pirates who have scored that few runs in that many games and in 18 games they've scored two runs or less. So of the 29, 18 of them were two runs or less and it's just it's just bad baseball that we're watching. It's, it doesn't look like it's getting any better. And it's May 31st, happy, happy Memorial Day. But it's it's two months into the season now. This is the team that we are. Like, we are no longer. We've talked about it on episodes before. I don't know if that was the episode that got botched because of technology. But this isn't the first time and it won't be the last time that we talk about this team being not the same offensive juggernaut that we talked about. I think we did talk about that on a real episode. But it's, we, it's, just, not. It it's before, just not. It's just not. But... It was kind of the same thing that everybody, and they still do it, and I don't understand why. That people are like, it's only May, it's only June. It's only, at what point does that stop? Because this has been the team that we've seen since the twenty or thirty game mark last year. We came out of the gates in twenty twenty, just scalding hot, and since that start, we've been hovering around five hundred at best, and. I think that's the team that I mean, we're getting at this point an 80, 90 game sample size of that. I I mean, at some point it's not a sample size. That's who you are. And we don't have the easiest stretch coming up either. I don't see, you know, this series against the Tigers was supposed to be the one that we could figure it out and we can get things going. And now we're going against a seven game stretch of in division opponents who have not been our friend to play recently and boston's been playing great baseball and the rays have been playing honestly the hottest baseball in baseball so it's not looking good in that seven game stretch what are you happy with when the loss ratio what am i happy with or what am i expecting because what are you happy with what are you like what at what point are you like okay that's manageable like that that's okay i'd be happy considering the the recent events and the way the team is playing at this moment i would be happy if we won three out of those seven but would I? What would I actually be happy with? Like, what I? What? What should I be happy with when the Yankees are playing those games? I would be happy with at least winning both series. I mean, maybe I would be happy with five out of seven because that's how we're supposed to play. And since we're playing basically from behind, 
because we just dropped and got swept by the Tigers and nearly got swept by the Blue Jays, another in-division opponent. I, w- I would only be happy with at least five out of seven there. But what, I'm, what I would be happy with, considering they've been the worst team in baseball recently, I'd be happy with three. I agree with that. Three, three would be against them. All I'm hoping for right now, and the only thing that I think you can hope for, is to stay alive in the division. And I know people are going to be pissed off and be like, dude, it's only fucking May, or it's only June, whatever. But if you find yourself in a 7-8 game hole at the beginning of June, and you're coming up against the hardest part of your schedule, once, we, once we're done playing them this week, they come back again in like two weeks. And then we're just... This starts, what is it, 18 games against the Red Sox? 19. So, 19. This is what starts 19 games against the Red Sox. It's not going to get any easier. That's not, if you dig yourself this big of a hole now, you're banking on your team to sweep the Red Sox later down the road. It's just not going to happen. I'm sorry. Like, If you get yourself into that big of a hole right now, you're fucked. No, and, the, and these games are the ones that, you know, you shouldn't – care too much about like one series against you know whatever team if we played like the twins i guess i mean bad example the twins we should also sweep because they're one of the best, worst team in baseball too but these games against the division opponents don't just go away like they the math is there and you're going to be competing against these teams and these games matter 10 times more than any other game against any other team and yeah the ones against regular opponents you know that's one game write it off throw it away who cares but the math is is right in front of us, and we have to win these games, and we already haven't been winning these games. So it's, we're already playing from behind, like I said before. And, you know, we like I said, we're supposed to get right coming into this series or both of these series, and we just have ob- obviously not gotten right. We've done the opposite of get right. <laughs> like the, the Tigers are fucking bad at baseball. They're bad. So I guess we are too. I don't know. That's my... My rant. Uh, how do we fix these these Yankees? They had 18 wins coming into this series against us. 18. Who? Ever? No, the ti- the no, Tigers the tiger. had 18 wins on the season, and they hadn't swept oh. the Yankees in 21 years. I thought you I thought you were saying they had 18 wins against us in franchise history, which also I wouldn't have been. <laughs> I mean, there were some good Tigers. 21 teams. years they haven't swept the Yankees. There you go. I don't know, man. How do we fix this team? Let's talk a little bit about some injury news because that actually could get us a little bit excited. That's there's there's reinforcements on the way. Whether those reinforcements will be good when they come back, that's a different story. Or if they'll just get sent back to the IL like Voigt. Because it's something in the water with these Yankees for the past three. I'm tired of being the injured team. Is anybody else tired of that? I know that's obvious, but it's just. I mean, how unlucky can you be? Mets are going through it too. Yeah, but like this is the first year they're going through it. I have no, I not know. been a fan of a team that has just been the team. I mean, we've talked about this before too. This it's a problem with the players we have. It's not. Oh my God, shocking! The Yankees are like. Are you shocked this is happening? No, because these are the players we have. It's not like they're going to miraculously not be injury prone. I mean, it's come to that. Everybody is at least a little bit injury prone, and when we go through a bad stretch, it. It ends up being like this where everybody's like, yeah, they're coming back. And then we have that same conversation about being like, oh, what a great deadline move that's going to be when we get Seve back at halfway through the year. It's like, oh, no, eventually Seve's just not going to come back. And he's just going like, to, these players are just going to always be hurt. And he's going to get sent back. And what a great deadline move that was. You know what a good deadline move would be? 
getting a guy who's just going to play. Like I want somebody just give me a list of the guys who play the most percentage of games and just get that guy. Cause that guy is better than anything who any of the unbelievable names who just can't play. They're not, you're only as good as what's the saying they say, Murph. Uh, best ability, best abilities availability. Yeah. And we don't, we have none of that. So the people that are coming back, Kluber, uh, two months shoulder thing, probably out forever. Void oblique strain. Who the hell knows? He's projected the same thing as Kluber, but obliques have not been nice to the Yankees. So we're not going to expect him back for a while. Uh, who else? Sevy actually did throw a live BP and he looked good and he's progressing fast. So that's very good to see, but that's, you know, that's not going to help the bats. He doesn't hit. So can we teach him to hit in his minor league games next week? I mean, he might as well. O'Day is on his way back, so that actually could be our saving grace. Uh, Britain is not there, and O'Day was on the Yankees. Yeah, I did too, and he's my favorite Yankee on the team. But uh, and then Britain set up perfectly for you. What? He, he that O'Day goes down. We kind of struggle a little bit, and then he comes back and he saves the team. So did he do that just for you? I wish I wish you brought that up before we started recording because I would have found the record that we have had with O'Day off the team. And I do remember Damon saying something about that when he went down and we won like three in a row. And he's like, oh, Rella, the second O'Day goes down, you know, Yankees start winning. And now ever since he said that, so that'll be the set. Ever since Damon trolled me about Darren O'Day, the Yankees have been like 11 and not 11. They've been like two and eleven, so I'll find that stat for you guys. Darren Day is clearly the answer, and he's he's the one that's going to make this team come back alive. But he's coming. They said mid June for him, so that's pretty soon. And Britain early ish June, so there are reinforcements on the way, but you know none of them none of them really hit. Fucking Justin Wilson play again. That's not soon. Enough. Oh, he got sent to the IL too. Yeah, I know. Conveniently. You know, I don't care either way. Like, if he was hurt before or not, why are you bringing him in in the 10th inning with this bullshit ghost runner rule if he's already hurt? Like, I've never been one to call for Boone's job because, you know, there's so many other moving parts, and he's he can't help the injuries. He can't help all that other stuff. But a move like that, that's inexcusable. If he's hurt and you need a win, your team's lost three of four or however many it was at that point, you don't bring in a guy that's hurt that's already struggling to come in and shut the door. What the fuck are you doing? That's actually the one inning that I got a chance to watch all week. Because by the time I got out of work, they were still playing. I turned it on in the top. And then what? George scored on like a pass ball, right? And so uh, that happens. I'm like, all right. Justin Wilson comes in. And then I looked away for about two seconds. And I looked back and he's trotting around the bases. I was like, yep. About right. He didn't miss I mean, much, Murph. In, no, that that should have been strike three on the call before it. Say what you yeah. want, but you're a major league pitcher with that much service time. You get over it. Get over it and make a pitch. Like you can't let your whole game unravel because of one missed call. Like yeah, it was a dog shit call, and that umpire who made that should be suspended just like a any player would be if they made that kind of fucking blunder. They'd be sitting on the bench, but. You know what? You're a major league baseball player. Go out there and fucking fix it. Take matters into your own hands and not in the way he did. That's all I'm saying. I'm really mad today. Yeah. Really, yesterday was bad. Three errors in one inning is inexcusable for a major league team. I don't care who you are. I mean, this team's not a good not a good defensive team. Huh? Pretty sure that's the first time he's had two hits all year. Who? 
Clint? He had three like a week ago. And then he was like 0 for 50 in between. Them. It's not even just, you know, who's coming alive. Because anytime, like you said, Murph, he had two hits or whatever the fuck he had in one game. Immediately following that, it seems like every player, they get hot for a second. It's like, oh my God, you know, he's finally coming back. Yankees are back. Gets the ball rolling. Like everybody else is going to start coming back too. Next game, 0 for whatever. Like there's nobody who's just continuing. Not even DJ. Now he's, he's hitting the lowest he's hit in a long time. And you expect him to be that guy. And I do expect him to come back and him to play like the guy he's been because he's the only one who seemingly is consistent other than Judge. Judge has been really consistent too. And we were talking about best ability as availability. He's played like low key the most games on this team. So. We can't even, like, scoff at him anymore. We can because he totally, in the last couple of years, hasn't been available either. But so far this year, I'm pretty sure he's played the most games on the team. So Right now, I don't care about any of the past few years. I care about what he has done this year so far and what he can He's do. doing awesome. So I saw somewhere, I forget who said it, but it was just judging the question marks, and that's exactly what it is right now and on the offensive side because the, the pitching is great. And you know what? The offense has been this bad, and I think it will continue to be this bad until we make some trades or something. But the pitching has been great, and the pitching has been what has kept us in and above 500. And I, we do this hot or not segment, and obviously we were expecting them. They were all over the hots recently. We were expecting them to come back down to earth. That's why we weren't totally buying everything as like, oh, this is. they were the best rotation in baseball, and there was all these records that are being shattered and the best bullpen in baseball, which I do expect because we're getting guys back like Darren O'Day, King. But, no, not not Mike King. Like, Darren O'Day is a king. I could see why you would get confused there. But, you know, these guys are the what was kept keeping us in series and in ball games, and eventually they were going to come a little bit down to earth. And, you know, not every time a pitcher is going to do what they did. They go five, six-plus innings and allow no runs. It's good. Like, they're going to allow runs, and when a team is scoring – three runs or less in 29 games and and two runs or less in 18 games, you're just going to lose. And you're going to get swept by teams like the fucking Tigers. And we saw that happen right now. And if we get swept by the Tigers, I mean, God only fucking knows what's going to happen with, you know, the Rays, who are literally the hottest team in baseball. I haven't seen what they've been doing in the last three games, but I'm sure they're still playing damn good baseball because they are just a well-run team. <laughs> they, they, they've won 15 out of 16 coming in here. They're not scared of us. Like They haven't scared been of scared of us. The Yankees are cowering in fucking fear over Scooball, the guy who's got a 6 <laughs> ERA. His name is fucking Scooball. He's got a 6 ERA for the Tigers. Oh, my God. He shut you down for six innings Hold and on. struck out like 10. What do you think Glassnow is going to do to you? If you can't put <laughs> the ball in play against a struggling Tigers pitcher... Don't even show up to the fucking field. If you're gonna Yo, swing, wait, you're the Rays the Rays are fifteen and one in their last sixteen. Yeah. I literally told you that three times this episode. I just read it and I just looked at it and that is fucking absurd. Since the last time we played them and they beat us nine one, we beat we won that series two to one. Since then, they just straight up haven't lost games. They haven't played the best teams. They played uh, the Mets, Orioles, Blue Jays were not terrible. Yeah, well, no, they haven't played, like, unbelievable teams, but they haven't played bad teams. And you know what? I won't even say that. I shouldn't even say that caveat because you got to take care of business against whoever it is. And we just played the fucking Tigers and got swept. So they're doing whatever they're supposed to do to win games, and they're 34-20. and 20. That is fucking unbelievable. We are going to get fucking throttled. The game starts in when? In a couple hours? But by the time you're listening to this, you're probably already watching a 5 nothing ball game. And it's And honestly, you know what's funny? I say 5 nothing ball game. 
that shouldn't be just impossible to come back from, but it sure as fuck would feel like it. And I think Chandler with his hot Twitter fingers was saying something like that, but it shouldn't feel like a two nothing game feels like 10 nothing. And it does. Two one feels two one feels insurmountable. Whenever I see two one, that's on the, the board, word he I, used. Yeah, yeah. And I just see <laughs> you know our two hole hitter Odor, and I actually like Odor, but I'm just saying right now you see like Odor, Gardner, and fucking whoever else coming up, and you're just like, what? Why? Like, just why? I don't feel I don't feel confident in anybody on this team. I don't even feel confident in Judge right now. Especially now with runners in scoring position. Yesterday, coming into yesterday, when Gary got his single and got thrown out at second, which is just another just ridiculous blunder. We were 0 for our last 19 with runners in scoring position. That should not happen. That should not happen. That's been the same song and dance we've been talking about. And like I said, I think this is the episode where we we have opened and closed the book on two full months of baseball. This is the team we have, and something needs to fucking change. And we've been talking about it for the longest time as, I mean, maybe your dog can fucking hit because we need somebody who can get in the fucking lineup, but we've been talking about trades for a while and it's kind of annoying that we have to talk about trades and we've been talking about trades for a few episodes now and we're going to talk a little bit, a little bit more about trades. Maybe we do a recurring segment every single week is like, who can we trade for today until the deadline? And I think it's very applicable every single time. Will they make a move? Probably not because... It is what it is, and they're like, oh, we're getting these guys back. It's going to be like a deadline move, which is just their way of copping out and being cheap. Huh? We're going to get guys back at the deadline, so it's going to feel like a deadline trade. That's that's how it's been for the past three years, and I that is my least favorite saying in the world. No, I got one that tops it, and this one has been (laughs) coming out every single day for the last week. We're a good team. We just got to figure it out. We're okay. No worries. We'll just write the ship and we'll be right, we'll be all good. You know how they have yogiisms? This is one of those fifteen out of sixteen game stretches, that's for sure. I, I don't hey, think buddy. that could ever happen. How about we fucking do something to write the ship and don't just like, you know what? Who cares? It, it was just the Tigers. It's fine. It's all good. We'll yeah. come out against the Rays and surely we won't embarrass ourselves again. You know how they have the yogiisms? We should just start that should be what that account that we the the Boone translator. Just call them Boonisms, just change the name, and just all, all of those ridiculously stupid, just buy yourself some time sayings. Like, oh, you know, I, I have I have confidence our guys are going to figure it out. What else, what are some other weird ones that he says? Just the, just the filler words. He's just the, he's the king of filler right. words. He loves right the ship. That's a good one. I got confidence in our guys. He said, he said we're going to turn it around too many times. Why don't we just not turn it around? Why don't we just not, why don't we just be in the right direction? <laughs> we're be- we're better than this. Yeah, that's a good one. Clearly, clearly you're not. I mean, what else, Murph? I feel like you're the king of boonisms, or just you're you're the yogiism guy. Listen to enough press conferences because um, usually they're depressing, so you wouldn't want to listen to them because just him no, saying I think these. The one he says the most is that we're confident in our guy. Yeah, he he's the most he's the most confident in least in the, in the worst baseball team's performance. I got confidence in our guys. I don't. You know what? I don't want to be too down on this team though. I'm not super not confident in our guys. It's just, you know, we've seen some good brand of baseball for the past few years, which has been coming a little bit short and you know, to the people who say, why are you overreacting to one series or one whatever? It's not just one series. And we've said this before. It's been recurring problems for the past two years. Like 
past three years, the injuries, they're not scoring and not getting runners in and scoring position, not doing the little things right, not doing the stealing the bases or getting hits, home run or bust. This is everything has been rearing its ugly head every single series this season. We just happen to have the best pitching in baseball right now or not anymore, but like we did at one point, which is why I said we're, we're playing fine. But, you know, this series right here for me, at least was just a cherry on top. Hey, Luke, freak the fuck out right now <laughs> because all of these things have been happening and now you just got swept by one of the worst teams in 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 the MLB. So, well, that's what happens, you know. This that's and exactly it's on par with everything for the year. Yeah, it's one series and yeah, you know, you shouldn't freak out. Everybody has a rough stretch, but it's because everything that you do wrong, it's bound to go wrong at the same time eventually. There's a reason that we this team never just stays consistent. We're either winning six or seven or losing six or seven. It's because the way you're playing is not a sustainable way of winning. And there's a reason that every year it's just pick whenever you exit in the playoffs. It's never we're going to make a run at it because you can't, you can't play this brand of baseball over the course of a month and expect to not lose, like, at all. That's just that's unrealistic. And that's what we're seeing early in the year is even when we're winning, we're still doing a lot of things wrong but you can hide it in the good, you know, when, and it's like feel good stuff like Kluber, when Kluber comes out there and throws a no hitter, you're still winning one zero. And you're like, Hey, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, right. That? No, but it's like, what, what the fuck happened to the bats? But you know what? That's overshadowed. Cause Kluber just threw his first no hitter. And we can kind of brush that under the rug for so long. But when you sit there, you get swept by the worst baseball. That puts a glaring spotlight on everything you're doing. wrong. Yeah. I mean, it's some, something you said, with Kluber throwing a, a literal no-hitter and a borderline perfect game because he, you know, that one in the beginning, whatever. One walk. One walk. But, like, that happens, and that is able to mask. Like, these pitching performances were able to mask actually how bad the offense has been. And if the pitching was even average, if they were even average, we, we, we would be talking about this and just saying shut it down because we would be well below 500 if the pitching was even average, not even just like bad i'm not even if they were bad oh my god we are the tigers and we should be the team that was swept the other day but this pitching has been able to mask all of the issues and it hasn't they haven't pulled the rug over my eye like i don't know if that's the saying either i'm the worst at these these metaphors but like the problems have been evident for a long time and dude it, it, it was just bound to happen this way and one thing was was going to happen, and you know, it, they kind of all just happened at the same time. Now, it all, it all, all of the problems just kind of reared their ugly head today, and that's just going to continue. I, dude, I have no confidence. One other thing I did see is that the Yankees have had thirty seven different batters in fifty two games this season, and in twenty twenty there was forty three. That was a sixty game season, and in twenty nineteen the big next man up season there was fifty four. There's already thirty seven in fifty two games, so. Are, has this we've been talking about next man up is this the most injured or most dysfunctional we've been in the last two I or three like, years i kind of just feel like there's no possible way we're more injured than 2019 i but mean like maybe we are maybe it was just a little different because the next man up thing caught on then and it, it's not now like there's no it's not this charming camaraderie that comes out of being hurt anymore now everybody's sick of it so maybe it's i don't know yeah well i think that year I think that year we did have the most on the IL at one time, but I think this is a better way of looking at exactly how injured we are because people are injured in passing. So 37 different batters in 52 games this season 
Whereas in that next man up year, we had 54 and 162 games. So we may not have all of them on the aisle at the same time, but that's situations like, like, you know, whatever happened with Chapman with the, you know, it's not even just injuries too. Chapman comes, gets suspended and then he's not in. That's not even just the lineup. That's, that's pitching. But when you look at Stanton going in and out of the lineup and he's back now, and then Voigt coming back in and back out. And it's not everybody on the IL at the same time, but everybody's going on the IL at some point or just getting off days. And that's giving more guys chances. Like why, why we should have never seen guys like Ryan Lamar, but we are because we kind of have to. So it's just, it's not even just injuries. It's, it's ineffectiveness. You have Clint Frazier. There's only so many times you can run Clint Frazier out there hitting 100 watching fastballs down the middle. People aren't playing, and the people that are frequently hurt are getting off days every other day. You're overprotecting them, so then you have to carry a fucking bench of 65 outfielders because everybody gets hurt. I don't think that everybody's on the I.L. I think they're just trying so hard to prevent it that they're just rotating in this crop of shit, honestly. Like Ryan Lamar, really? He was there for a week and didn't get a hit. Dude, I don't know. So what, who do you want to trade for? Because the, in the rumor mill, there's been people talking about getting guys like Cattell Marta, and I'm all for it now. And at first, when I first heard that, there have been... Cattell or Sterling? Cattell. I was, I'm big on Sterling Marta. I want him on the team. But another one that's been tossed around in the rumor mill because obviously the, uh, the Diamondbacks are going to be sellers because they're really bad. Maybe we'll be sellers too. Who knows? <laughs> but um Ketel Marte switch hitting second baseman plays kind of all over the place but I wasn't ready to give it the same attention before because we didn't necessarily need a second baseman as much as we needed you know maybe pitching not anymore pitching but you know a lefty outfielder because their outfielders are dropping like flies but I think now we should give proper attention to Ketel Marte we're talking about Peralta as an outfielder but now you know, Cattell Marte is a switch hitter. He's a good switch hitter. I haven't looked at his stats this season. I'm assuming he's doing pretty well because he's a good player. He and, missed like half the year. He got hurt in the first week. and then. But I'm saying I think regardless of that, and I, I'm going to look up his numbers right now, but I think it makes more sense to trade for him now because now that Voight comes down, I think the Voight injury makes this make a lot more sense because then I guess – I guess we'll make DJ the first baseman every day. We move Cattell Marte to second and then Glaber to short or vice versa. I feel like Cattell Marte could probably play a better shortstop than Glaber, but he also can play the well, outfield. He's also, he can play outfield yeah, he's too. A, he played center. He played center field yesterday. And God knows we need a center fielder. So, What do you guys think about that? I, I would love I mean, it. We have to give up for, but I would give up pretty significant pieces to get him if he's actually – well yeah, he's got a 333 batting average. He's got half war already. Uh 154 OPS plus 932 OPS. He's having a he's having a good fucking year. And that's uh, yeah. obviously a short sample size, but dude, he's a good player. I mean, for his career, he's a 284 batting average. Just good. No, I know he's been good the last few years. He's not that old either, is he? Uh he is 21? No, that was his debut. No <laughs> He's 27. He's almost 28. That was his debut. He, de- he debuted at 21. He's right in his prime. So. If he was 21, I'd give up literally anybody for him. <laughs> Shut that dog up. <laughs> well, no, if he was 21, they wouldn't get rid of him. He'd be, he'd be I don't know, Murph likes to talk about this all the time, his, their plan for him or the window. 
but he would definitely fit anybody's window in that case. He was I didn't realize he was MVP, came in fourth MVP in twenty nineteen. Yeah, well he was he was big uh that was his big year. And everybody thought he was gonna be like really, really, really good. Like perennial all star good. And then yeah. hasn't really quite panned out that way. But that was the year that Bellinger won. And then Yelich, Rendon, Marte, Acuna. That was the year DJ was fourth also. But Mike Trout exists, so I don't know, man. Well, I was ready to do the hotter knots before, and the two that stayed on the list were uh, Lewis, uh, Lucas Lickie, who uh, Chandler likes to talk about being the new Jonathan Holder. But Lickie's numbers, honestly, this year, one of the few bright spots is he's one of those guys who, who comes out in the mound and you just kind of think of him as like, oh, fuck, Lickie's in. But which is kind of what Holder was, and I think that's your, your argument, Chandler, right? Yeah, whenever Holder would come in, you're like, oh, fuck this guy. But he was actually, like, sneaky good. But then he would be sneaky good, yeah. Last year especially. Yeah, so Licky's numbers for the season, he has a 2.66 ERA, a 3.12 FIP, an 8 strikeout to walk ratio. I mean, he just looks – he's actually doing pretty well. He's got 23 innings pitched. He's been used a lot, and he's, he tends to be that punt guy. And maybe, you know, it's just funny that we just our, – our bullpen is getting so deep with people – and we have guys like this performing we didn't think we're doing well, and we just got nobody on offense, not even the big names. So it's just it's a tale of two cities. Like two, one is completely different. The offense, even the big names are doing bad. But you know, Lucas Lickey, bright spot. J Hab Jr. No, don't put that on him. He doesn't deserve that. I don't care how bad he does. He does not deserve J Hab. They do kind of look alike though. They do look alike. One another little. That's just, such, that's just such an insult. He's such a piece of shit. I fucking I despise Jay Happ. Ever since he caused that brawl when he was on the Blue Jays with the Yankees, I was so mad when we traded for him, and I was obviously wasn't fond of his work. While he, was in <laughs> he literally gave up a home run in every single first inning that he pitched. Yeah, when he was on the Yankees. Him, him, and James Paxton. Oh wait, maybe I'm thinking of Paxton. No, 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 Probably. I'm thinking of Happ. So one thing I also wanted to bring up that's for how, what? That's how bad the Yankees have been that we're gone down memory lane of all the bad people. Remember Chris Carter? Fuck. Me. You know, people are talking about bringing up Chris Gittens. Does he not look exactly not? like Chris Carter to me, though? He does. They look like, like they look, it looks like how Chris Carter's back. Does Mike Ford get? Really and truly. I don't know. With yeah. Voight being down and we and us not making a move, obviously, for the next while, I mean, we're not going to make a move for a little bit. Honestly, you know, we talk about deadline moves. It borderline isn't a deadline move anymore. And I know it takes two to tango and it, you need other the other side to be sellers by that point. So that's why it may wait. We have, may have to wait until then. But I feel like if we could make a move now, that'd be ideal. Because what stopped the bleeding now? <laughs> like, like we don't. I don't think we can afford to wait to the deadline. But obviously, like I said, you know, some teams don't know if they're going to be sellers yet, so they're going to wait. But if if the phones aren't ringing right now, let's pick up the damn phone and start calling people because things are not going to get much better. We're not going to get any healthier. I would like to make a move right now. Another thing I did want to talk about on the previous Hot or Not before this season, Devi actually got a start. And let me take a peek at his numbers. I'm not assuming they went well considering we aren't. Which game did he pitch in? They went really, really, really bad. They went the good. second game of the Tigers. Debbie Garcia, 4.1 innings pitched, four earned runs, three strikeouts, and one walk. 
So I was going to talk about him, honestly, in the knots. And this is before he even got called up. And before he got called up, I was going to look at his numbers in the minors because I saw that one graphic that was him, Gil, Medina, and it was their numbers in the minors. Gil and Medina both had like a 1-2 ERA, and Debbie Garcia had a 5-1-7 ERA, and people were hitting 232 against him. And, and the other, it was just the other numbers for Gil and Medina were ridiculous, and they were just top prospect numbers in the minors because when you're in the minors, you should be dominating. And if you're having a 5-1-7 ERA – in a minor season, I know it's not too much of a sample size, but like as a top prospect on the Yankees who was getting called up right after I locked, I looked at those numbers, you should be dominating these guys. And it's if, if you're not, it's expected that you're going to come out here and fucking lay an egg and give up four over four. Like that's not good. So he was going to show up on the knots and I was going to ask you guys if you're worried about that because, you know, he's assumed to be the next man up into the rotation when there is an injury he was right after that so this plays a little bit more too is he still on the team did he get sent down I don't know the situation with with that right right this second but my question to you guys is do you still have the same faith you once had in Debbie Garcia as being that that big guy who could be in the rotation for years to come because he I don't know dude he, he I feel like he's been he's been one of those players who just has fans love just because like that whole Kratz thing maybe played into it a little bit more that he's just the father and son thing but dude I don't I don't know I don't know how I feel about Debbie yeah, he, so he did get sent down right after it which of course yeah. but and and you know four runs is obvi- I mean obviously he was getting he looked bad the whole game he was walking people that was his big thing too in the minors was that he couldn't locate his pitches and he just had unreal command last year when he played in the bigs which Everybody thought was, you know, a sign of him turning the corner. Hasn't showed it this year. That was his deal in minor leagues. It was his deal the other day. But even then, you have a young guy, a rookie coming in here, giving you four innings, four runs. Show up. Show up on offense. Pick your guy up. Like, what does that say to him when you can't give him a single run? He's pitching from behind the entire game. I I don't know. I, like I said, and it's, yeah, his pitching performance was bad, but at the end of the day, like, he didn't give up seven in the first. He kept, he did enough to where you should be able to pull out a win against the, the fucking Tigers. It all just circles back to that. I, I don't know that you can, I guess bottom line is, I don't know that you can judge him fully off that because you have to have a short leash with him when you can't score. So Short leash. He's got the shortest leash on the fucking team other than Clint. The the switcherama with I don't know if Jhab Senior a short leash anymore. He's been hitting under two hundred and played most. Of the no, time. not a short leash. He just he did have a short leash, but now he's he just did. bad. Yeah, dude, I don't know. I don't even know what else to talk about. This team I just mean, stinks, honestly. Kluber, let's hope we can talk. Let's hope by Thursday we can talk about good stuff. Do you want to just sit in silence for another ten minutes and just pout? I would say one thing. I am a, I am a little worried because, I mean, obviously I'm a lot worried, but even if we come out and win like two or three from the Rays or three or four, however many it is, like if we win at them all 2-0, everything's going to go right back to normal. And the Yankees are like, yeah, this is our brand of baseball. But no, it's not. Like, it's not. I don't care. You're winning You're seven winning. to four, not 2-0. Exactly. What's it going to take like for you whole- to think things are, are riding the ship? How many games? I think we need to have a it's raise run. <laughs> That's what I was about to say is it's not the amount of games. It's the 
it's the style and the level of play. Whenever we start playing games where we're not making three errors an inning, we're not, you know, first and second nobody out is an automatic no runs. Like, it's an automatic double play strikeout in whatever order. Like, whenever we start doing the fundamental stuff right again, then I'll be confident in this team. I don't care about the record because we have enough shit games built in there against the Orioles and stuff that you can pop three or four home runs and be like, holy shit, we're back. But the record doesn't matter in determining whether we're back or not to me. It's it's seeing something different than what we've seen in the last year and a half. So that could change quick then? Mm, I need to see it over a period of time. One game where we score seven and move runners over and shit like that isn't going to cut it. Like It's been such a trend for so long now. I need to see like a change in philosophy on the team. I mean, dude, I'm looking at... I'm looking at the upcoming dramatic, schedule. It's true. This isn't the this isn't the way that teams win baseball games. I'm sorry. When your box score looks like three runs and you have three solo home runs and then five total hits and the other two grounded into double plays, which speaking of which we have 51 double plays on the year, which is like 10 more than the team in second. And I think we're number 1 with run, with bases loaded too. I don't have that number for us, but it's just these these graphics that we keep getting thrown at us by yes and all these things. None of them are good. Other than the starting pitching. No. None of them are good. And I don't want to see any more. I think we should just leave those unsaid. But I'm just looking at the schedule, too. The schedule upcoming. And you know, it's just a testament to how bad this team is playing. We got Tampa Bay for four. Boston for three. Minnesota, who is like the worst ever. And we're historically good against them. I don't see this team beating that team. I, mean, I, just, I just look back to the Tigers. We got Minnesota for three. Philadelphia for two. Toronto again, Mark Doze's losses, Oakland, who's amazing apparently, Kansas City, who's actually good at baseball, Boston again for three, and then we have the Otani show coming into New York, and I don't, I don't like the the sound of that. I think that is, is there a confidence out of ten right now <laughs> for the season. For, for the season, or like where I'm sitting right now. For like one being, you think it's going to crash and burn, and we're going to go under 500 and not even sniff the playoffs and be mathematically eliminated at some point with games left to play. Ten being, we're going to be just fine and we're going to win the division. Uh, say 4.8 right out of 5. I think that so you I think, think we're a right wild card now, team, basically. Right now, I think we're fighting for a wild Sorry, I just smacked the fuck yeah. out of my microphone. Right now, I think we're fighting for a wild card spot. With this level of baseball that they've put together so far through 50, however, 53 games in the season, I think we're a fighting for a wild card spot team. And that's not God's so honest truth. Though. And I think part of the reason for that is also not just how bad we're playing, but Boston and Tampa Bay are playing way better baseball than I anticipated. And even the Blue Jays honestly, are playing to well. an extent the same with the Blue Jays. Blue Jays are 500, but they're beating us, so that's what you got to do. And they're, yeah, they're like kind of trending in the right like, direction, whereas we are not scoring like 12 runs a game. So yeah, they're the Blue Jays are what we thought our issue was going to be. Do you think they could just lend us Vladdy for like a year? He's so good, dude. He's going to be a problem for a like, long time. Like the old like Mario baseball, whenever you beat a team, you get to like steal a player off it. If mm-hmm. we could do that and just take Vladdy for the season, just for the championship run, and you know, we'll just start over again next year. That's cool with me. I, I'm about probably five too, which is which is where you probably should be as a Yankee fan right now. I don't want to overreact too much, but.
But like I said, it's not overreacting to a small sample size. It's been persistent problems for the past couple of years. And I put myself at a five because I could be swayed in the next few games. Like, what if we do turn around? This isn't totally yeah, impossible to turn around. This next series, if we get swept, I'm down to a two. And if we sweep, then I'm probably up pretty high. If we sweep, yeah, that'd be crazy. But like, even if we sweep, I'd be I'd be still a little pissed because I, that's just who I am. I'm pessimistic. I'm a pessimist. But like, if how are we gonna sweep this team if we just got swept by the Tigers? Like, I'd be pissed because a little consistency would be nice, and that's just not gonna happen ever. Well, that brings up a whole other issue. Are you playing down to your opponents? If you're sweeping yes. teams like the Rays and Red Sox, and then you have to look back and say, what the, like, that's a culture issue, which is bigger than performance. That's a, what the fuck are you doing? You know, like what teams that win world series beat the teams they're supposed to. That's all I'm saying. Well, I mean, teams do go through lulls and it's just the ebbs and flows of the season, but it's just like, I, I don't know. I, I would like some relative consistency. Like instead of getting swept today, I would have liked at least winning one or, you know, just, you know what we need to do? Recipe for, for success going forward. I'll prescribe this to the team. Just straight up, take care of business or tread water against everybody outside of the division. We need to win every game in division. We need to win. We need to be winning each series, I should say. We're not winning every game, but every series needs to be a win, and that's what I look forward to seeing, hopefully, today. We start off with a win, and then it's little little battles here and there. Obviously, the Red Sox fire. and and the, the the Rays are the two ones we should be circling the most, and we just need to win those those series. Just win the series. If you don't show up today, like it's the playoffs and your season's on the line, I don't know what you're doing. Because yeah, I mean, look at us. Look at our frustration. That, I don't care that it's a mid afternoon game at the end of May. They're running laps around you right now. They're making you look like a mockery of the division. And I know we're above 500, but these guys are. They're playing big boy baseball. If you want to compete with them, go out there and fucking do it today. It starts today. Act like this game matters. Act like it means something. Don't play down. Don't play lazy. And you come out there and do that. That's step one in the right direction. By the time they're listening to this, it's probably 10 nothing already. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, we got run run already. Whatever. Is it at they're home, too? To work tomorrow. Oh, it's at home. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a home. The Rays run rule. Dude, we're going to get throttled. We're going to get throttled. All right. All right. Who's, pitching, who's pitching for them? Doesn't matter. Rich Hill. Oh, he's going to throw oh, yeah. a fucking perfect game. No, nah, he's too old. He'll go like seven perfect. They'll have a combined. And then Glasnow is going to have the first ever 27 strikeout game. <laughs> no, Glasnow's pitching. Oh, he is pitching tomorrow, I think. All right. That'll do it from us. Hopefully next time we talk to you guys, it'll be a little bit... More of a happy episode. I don't foresee that happening. But, you know, misery loves company, and let's be miserable together. Let's go Yanks, I guess. Let's go Yanks. All the guys at 161st Street, I just have two words for you. See ya!